1: This is the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
0: Good morning. Thank you for joining us on this MLK Day. This is the Daily Tip here on the BetQL Network. I am Kate Constable. He's Mark Drumheller. We're filling in for Jenks and Chelsea, who are off today. We'll be with you. For the next three hours, breaking down some of these wild card matchups that we saw these past two days, and then looking ahead to tonight's doubleheader now that we have the Bills and Steelers move to Monday night. So, a lot to get through today. Mark, it's going to be a fun one because we have plenty to talk about after some of the games that we saw last night.
1: Yeah, what a great way to start off the week, right? You know, you wake up, you start talking NFL playoffs. Um, Couldn't be any better. And the games were great. I mean, listen, we had huge upsets. We had games go down to the wire. We talked about all the storylines all weekend. Um, And we could have some more storylines in the next round.
0: Yeah, certainly. And some storylines, you know, off the field as well. Maybe some head coaching changes, things like that going down. Uh, It's quite an interesting weekend in the NFL. As I mean, of all, like, playoff type scenarios we have some pretty good ones i mean underdogs coming in rookie quarterbacks and so that's kind of where where we'll start today um mark is the the packers upsetting the cowboys i mean i'm like speechless here i can't even get the words out uh the the packers go into dallas and just demolish the Cowboys, no one saw that coming, including um, Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott. They all said that they were pretty surprised uh, by all of that. But Jordan Love, not phased whatsoever against this uh, Cowboys defense. And, and, you know, a final score of, yikes, what what was it? Just an absolute um, 48-32. And that's not even, like, close mm-hmm. to what the game looked like. I mean, a lot of those were garbage time touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I believe it was 27 nothing at one point. I mean, the Packers just went in and punched them right in the face. Um, you know, as a Philadelphia fan, I love to see it, not going to lie. But um, had the Dallas team total over 29.5, so it was sweating that one out. But the real story in this one, it's, it's kind of twofold With the Packers, like seeing what – you know LaFleur has done with that organization you know with Aaron Rodgers leaving and the development of Jordan Love and it's been a roller coaster like it's been up and down you know like they started the season they looked okay against the Bears then things kind of you know went sideways with the offensive line injuries during the middle of the season and it's been up and down like this is the same Jordan Love that lost to Tommy DeVito you know towards the end of the season so to see him jump up here towards the end of the season and really progress pull off a huge upset win first seven seed in NFL history to get the job done so you gotta love that um and then on the other side man it is doomsday and big D Jerry's gotta be on fire you could probably cook a steak on his head how hot he is so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if Mike McCarthy survives and if he doesn't what direction does Jerry go because I think he caught a lot of people by surprise with going with McCarthy last time
0: yeah, McCarthy finally, you know, calling all the plays this season, taking over that aspect um, and failing to make it out of the wild card round. And that's, you know, the third time in the the Mike McCarthy era that a lower seed has come in and, and knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs. 49ers in 2021, they were the sixth seed. Cowboys were the three seed. Niners won. 2022, Uh the Bucks beat the Cowboys. And then Packers in 23. And it's just uh, – you know, as a Cowboys fan, I mean, I feel for Cowboys fans because having the, the Packers come in of all teams and and beating you with how inconsistent they've been this season, I mean, they're playing consistent right now, and that's all that really matters uh, over these last couple of games. But Cowboys given up the, uh, a, a record-high 38 points, the most points they've ever given up in a playoff game. And a lot of that came Aaron Jones on the ground. I mean, 100... Um, didn't have 100 yards rushing in the season for the first 14 games. He has at least 110 rushing yards in each of his last four games. He had three touchdowns yesterday. Like, uh, they, Cowboys defense couldn't stop anything.
1: Nobody. And every, every time that they tried to claw back, the defense would let them down. The Packers would run right down the field and punch it in the end zone. And, you know, I think that was the story. And, you know, Dan Quinn was a guy that I think a lot of people had looked at that might take over if they decide to move on from Mike McCarthy. But how do you how do you promote him after that performance? Like, that looked awful. I mean, so, you know, I, I think they if they do move on from McCarthy, they probably go outside of the organization. But it wasn't just McCarthy. Like, he's going to get the blame here, but I don't think Dak Prescott played well at all you know, which has been kind of like a cloud hanging over his legacy, right, or his career. Um, It definitely is, you know, career in Dallas, you know, him winning these big games. And I think the most disheartening part about it for Cowboys fans is this was the opportunity, right? Like you have like, you know, an Eagles team that was obviously down, you know, plummeted down the stretch. They're able to come on strong at the end, win the NFC East, get the number two seed where they've been completely dominant all year at home, scoring you know close to 38 points per game. And first chance they get, they get knocked out. It's just, it, I can't imagine a worse scenario for Cowboys fans.
0: Yeah, A worse scenario for Cowboys fans. What about you as an Eagles fan? You're probably like, what, running around your house cheering yesterday during the game? Pretty pleased by what you've been seeing, Mark, as an Eagles fan?
1: Hey, it's always nice to see the Cowboys lose. I'm not going to lie, but... <laughs> uh we got a game tonight we got to take care of business ourselves we got a bunch of problems on our end so you know it didn't gloat too much but uh you know definitely maybe a little grinch smirk you know what i mean when a game was on i had the the the, the uh, sides of my smile kind of curled up get a little bit excited <laughs> but you know cashing the bet cashing the team total over and still having them lose that's about as good as it gets
0: that is about as good as it gets. I had the the Cowboys team total over as well, so sweating that out a little bit. I also had the Cowboys to cover at minus seven and definitely lost that bet. I'm also, you know, you're happy sitting over there as an Eagles fan. I'm a little uh, upset sitting over here as a Bears fan because Jordan Love seems legit. And uh, Matt LaFleur hit what he's able to do that offense. The Packers are legit again, which is so disappointing as a Bears fan because, we're still a mess. Who knows if we're going to keep Justin Fields? Who knows if we should keep Justin Fields? We let go of uh, Luke Getze. I think that move was great. But now the Bears have to bring in uh, an offensive coordinator that can compete with the Packers because the Packers are back once again. Like I thought maybe we'd get a couple years of Jordan Love You know, kind of stinking, still needing to get his footing. No, that has uh, happened way too quickly. And once again, like the Packers are just an organization that is better run Um, better decision-making than the Bears. So, Mark, yesterday was not the best day for Bears fans here in Chicago.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like the Packers are going to go away. It's funny because, like, you look at last year, how the season ended for them. Like, you know, the Lions being able to beat, you know, the Packers in Lambeau to keep them out of the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. You go through all this stuff. And it's, it's hard not to say that the Packers aren't better off right now with Jordan Love. Like, I mean, he looked unfazed, And all week we heard about, you know, hey, first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs, you know, young quarterbacks being in this situation, how historically they don't cover, how historically they struggle, seven seeds, never win, you know, have never won. And he – I mean, he looked great. And, listen, it was not – it looked kind of like scary a little bit, like, you know, Jordan Love style. Like it was a lot of throws off the back foot. You're wondering like, man, he lets it go. And you're like, where's this going? And, but he is just connected with these young receivers. You see the chemistry, you see the development and listen, the Packers offense is going to be a problem for San Francisco. I mean, I, going in there and winning is, is going to be very difficult because obviously the Packers have some defensive concerns, but um, Jordan Love, He's ready. uh, You know, he's not gonna The stage isn't going to be too big for him.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I hate that a lot. (laughs) Uh, as a Bears fan but what can you do what can you do good for Jordan Love I mean you have to be happy for a rookie quarterback to come in and have a type of performance like that like from a personal note good good for you Jordan Love Uh, the other game we saw yesterday Rams and Lions uh, the biggest storyline going into that game obviously Um, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit where he played his entire career Detroit's first home playoff game in forever and Jared Goff Gets the job done. Lions win 24-23. Stafford had a big game through the air. I mean, 367 yards, um, but only 68 yards on the ground. Like, the Rams just could not get the run game going. Um, And the Lions walk away with their first playoff win um, since 1991. Mark, is pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, crazy game, right? Especially for live betters. You get all the points in the first half. You know, after halftime, we only see, you know, six points for the Rams, three for Detroit. I thought the Rams defense did an incredible job, um, you know, in the second half. But the offense just couldn't get it done, especially in the red zone. I think that was like the key here. Like if the Rams were, you know, more efficient in the red zone, I definitely think they win this game. But listen, it really came down to that last drive. And I was very impressed with, you know, Dan Campbell's aggressiveness, you know, the throw the ball and early downs to kind of lock it up. Jared Goff for throwing the strike he looked shaky at times especially in the second half but they got the job done on the drive when they needed to to close the door and that's what you want to see out of a young developing team that's you know still building culture in a playoff game high pressure situation like this so that was really my takeaway I mean we got what we thought from the Rams they could have played better in the red zone but you know the Lions seem to take a little bit of a step being able to close the door in such a big spot.
0: Uh, I have to admit, Mark, I went to bed before the game was over. I could not oh, see my there eyes you
1: go. open. I know. Well, it it's was like cause...
0: nine. <laughs> go
1: ahead. Go ahead. I, I, well, that's funny because I, just... I was like bunkered up like downstairs, like watching the whole game, like with the lights out and with the TV on, just kind of like listening and peeking through because I wanted to be like well-rested because I knew I had to get up in the morning. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was trying to sleep and I couldn't. And I'm like, hey, if I not off, I'm not going to be mad. I'll just wake up and go up to bed. But. <laughs> Uh, the game was too exciting for me to go to bed, but I did rest up. I had, you know, the lights out because I knew we had a big day today.
0: Yeah, um, that was kind of my thinking is when I'm exhausted, I just like can't think very well. So I'm like, I have to get a little bit of rest. It was nine o'clock. Yeah. I had the TV on in bed and my eyes. I just like, you know, when your eyelids are just so heavy. You cannot keep them open mm-hmm. at all. Like that's an actual thing. And that's how it was. So um, in the fourth, I finally was just like, you know what? We'll figure out what happened in the morning. It'll be a surprise. And it kind of feels like Christmas morning. Like, a legit, I turned over, grabbed my phone, turned my alarm off. And the first thing I did was uh, go to my uh, ESPN app and check the score of the game. So it was kind of like a, now, a, are you like a, a surprise. Or what? I was open you hit the, the present, and see what happened. No, yeah, yeah, I didn't hit the
1: snooze. Hey, I'm I, not either. I, I can't do I, the snooze. Like, the snooze button is not for me. Like i don't know how people do that when i do try to hit the snooze button i definitely like oversleep
0: yeah no i'm a big time snooze button like i set like seven alarms every morning because (laughs) i just know that i'm going to hit up like legit i have probably seven or eight but this morning i didn't because i i just heard something obviously like everyone has all these new new year's resolutions things like that Mm -hmm. mel robbins um i follow her on instagram and she's like one of those motivational speakers, not uh, mm-hmm. associated with Tony Robbins, but similar. Uh, and she said that when you hit your snooze button, go back to bed, your brain puts you back into like your sleep cycle again. So it's even harder to wake up the second time. So today when my alarm yeah. went off, I'm like, this is going to I'm it's already impossible right now getting up. It's going to be even more impossible i don't know why i thought that that's the only time i've really ever not hit the snooze button it was this morning so uh, apparently you know i had rams on my on my mind and uh mel robbins and bill just put in the chat women are 50 percent more likely to hit the snooze button than men yeah I, I, are we sure are we sure that's an actual fact i don't know but i actually I, I don't do doubt that so, because i think, think women
1: that. care more where men are just like i'll oversleep whatever i'll deal with the consequences my wife will take care of it no big deal But uh, (laughs) that's probably probably the situation. But me, like once I'm up, I'm up. Like once the alarm goes off, like I'm up, like it's hard for me to get back to sleep. And if I do go back to sleep, then I'm probably not getting up the second time. So I know myself better. I know better. And I just get up and and start rolling.
0: Yeah. um, I will be back in bed at uh, 8.01 Central. We're off the air at 8.00 Central. (laughs) And and i will be asleep within minutes i can promise you that i have no problem going back to sleep um so that's that'll yeah. be my early morning um after the show a couple hours of sleep but then we'll get up at like what 10 and it's almost like a brand new start to a brand new day it's kind of a uh, kind like of college nice.
1: again wake up around noon you know you'll be fine <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> exactly yeah uh, I hit the snooze button quite a few times in college. Uh, but, Mark, before we kind of put a bow on, I'm talking about this Rams-Lions game. Like, It's hard not to talk about a lot of the rookies that have performed well, I mean, amongst all teams in the postseason so far. We just talked about Jordan Love. Uh, we'll, we'll hit on um, C.J. Stroud in this next segment. But Puka Nakua, nine uh, receptions for 181 yards. You had Jameer Gibbs um, with with 43 um, I'm sorry, with um, 25 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Sam Laporta, a touchdown as well. Like, so many rookies playing really, really well right now.
1: Yeah, Puka and Nakua is the one. I mean, he's – not only did he put up the huge numbers, like 180 yards, but he is fearless. Like, he catches the ball. He will try – he's like, I'm going to punish the, the DB if he tries to take me down. He has no problem pulling the ball down in traffic. You look at him and you think, like, man, like – it's just so unfair that the Rams were able to get him that late in the draft. Like, he's the guy that really stands out. I mean, what a phenomenal year. I know he set some records, but the Rams really got a gem with that one. If you can pull a guy like that in the late rounds, it does wonders for the organization.
0: Yeah, some pretty good drafting by the Los Angeles Rams. The other um, rookie that had a great performance, C.J. Stroud, we're going to discuss he and the Texans and their win on the other side. This is the Daily Tip here on the Beck Hill Network. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
1: Welcome back to The Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet BetMGM.
0: to the daily tip here on the becky network i'm kate constable he is mark drumheller we're filling in for jenks and chelsea today on martin luther king jr day mark uh during the break we were just talking about how um you know going to bed early getting up extra early for filling in on the show today i've already had two cups of coffee i'm probably going to go for a third in this next break um what is your caffeine intake been like this morning
1: zero you're gonna laugh at me so i'm like i've transitioned recently zero nothing so um i recently transitioned to green tea which is is kind of like my thing now in the morning so i'm trying it today i have no caffeine yet it's the decaffeinated green tea and uh i'm gonna see how caffeinated green tea even even decaffeinated green tea i'm on now i started with caffeinated green tea and now i'm like weaning myself off i went completely off caffeine like gosh it was probably like five years ago like the time flies and i did it for like a year and it was awesome but of course like you fall off the wagon and then you know the rest is history um but it, it was it, the hardest part is like when you go to like I, I was working in the city so like you know when you're going into you know the coffee shops or whatnot whenever you ask for the decaf like you get like sometimes if you have a like good relationship with the coffee like they'll always make you a fresh pot but if not it's always old so like you always get like the old coffee because it's decaf it's been sitting there nobody's buying it's like you know the, the the puppy at the uh at the shelter that nobody wants you know they're like oh here you go i'm like i'll take that guy i'll take him home give me the decaf and uh it's so that that's the hardest part is when you're like out and about like you can't it's hard to get like a fresh cup you know what i mean but i'm gonna try and get off uh you know or at least reduce my caffeine intake that's wasn't a resolution but it's just something to kind of came to me a couple weeks ago and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start digging in.
0: I've thought about that so many times cuz I drink a lot of coffee. I like the taste of coffee, yeah, I, do too. I like the yeah. feeling that, that coffee gives you. Yeah, like the warmth mm-hmm. in the morning. It's just like something to wake up. Um, but I don't know if I would ever be able to get off it completely. Like I would probably have to go to like a caffeine anonymous meeting. I, I don't know if I would ever I be able to just <laughs> Cut it cold turkey. Did you get headaches or anything when you stopped?
1: The last time, yeah, in the beginning. But it's only for like a day or two. And then you kind of like, you have to like wean yourself off. So like a little bit. Like I had coffee yesterday. Like I didn't quit like cold turkey. But I'm just kind of like supplementing the green tea like more and more. And eventually like I'll try and phase it out 100% completely. Um, But yeah, like yesterday I took the dog to Starbucks. You know, got a cold brew. Um, That's going to be the hardest part because it's – it's layered into our culture like it's like almost like you have to have it like it's part of what you do and you you spoke about it like it's almost like you just like the drinking of the coffee and that's kind of like why i transitioned to green tea because i'm like i wonder if i really like the coffee or i just like drinking like the hot liquid you know what i mean like i don't know like you know we'll, we'll find out but um i'm gonna try and do it and see like it's gonna be you know, again, I don't know if I want to completely get off caffeine, but I definitely want to reduce it. So that's been kind of what I've been doing
0: recently. All right, maybe I can try that. Maybe on mornings I don't wake up at, at 3 in the morning, I'll cut back on my <laughs> coffee when it's just, you know, a normal day. But for today, I'm going to keep rolling with as much caffeine as in I the need. morning it's um, crazy.
1: That's wild. I, I forget know. you're on well, Chicago time, had- and then it's like, you know, I'm sure as the audience can tell – prep time and getting ready probably takes you a little longer than it does me i'm pretty much hop in the shower boom boom i'm ready to go you know and uh so uh i didn't have to get yeah. up that early but three in the morning is kind of you know wild
0: typically when i've filled in on the show it's been 3 30 and i you know because i like to just sit with my coffee for a little bit and wake up before i do anything and then <laughs> i didn't finish the the rams game last night so i had to you know figure out what happened Cat- i also had to sh- full shower today wash the hair and everything this morning because Ooh, my hair okay. was filthy yesterday and <laughs> i didn't i didn't shower before bed i was too tired i'm like you know what screw it because if there's just mark so many things being a girl you can't go to bed with wet hair it doesn't work in the morning so it's just you know what it's been a it's been quite the morning so far um but it's been a good morning and um we're gonna continue on and have a uh, a great show because yes the hair is clean looking good we're all uh, caffeinated and ready to rock and roll. And Mark, the Texans were ready to rock and roll on uh, what was it, Saturday? 45 to 14, just a dismantling of Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns, who had had so much success to end the regular season. But uh, CJ Stroud, 273 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions quite the performance for a rookie quarterback in his first postseason appearance so uh, wouldn't you say
1: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Yeah, you absolutely love to see it. I mean, you know, the Jordan Love story, the CJ Shroud story, like this is, it's almost like a passing of the torch. You know, even Jared Goff to an extent, right? Like, I was kind of laughing yesterday because they show Carson Wentz on the sidelines. And, you know, me being from Philadelphia, obviously, there's history there with Carson Wentz, right? Not my favorite player. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, but the, just the, the way that him and Jared Goff's career went. Like, you know what I mean? Like, first, you know, Wentz comes out and he's, they think he's the next big thing. Everything falls apart. You know, everything falls apart for Goff. The whole Jeff Fisher thing. McVay, you know, McVay comes in takes him to a Super Bowl, then dumps him for Matthew Stafford, right? And then, you know, they talked about it on the show last night during the game. They had to, like, rebuild him and his confidence. And, you know, now he's, like, a legitimate starting quarterback for a team that's going to the divisional round of the playoffs. So um, I think that's an awesome story. Like, I think that's great, you know what I mean? And it just kind of shows you, you know, you being from Chicago – a lot of the headlines are about justin fields is he the guy is he caleb you know will he ever be as good as caleb williams that sort of stuff like it really depends on you know where these guys land and how you develop them and how you can like cultivate their talent and use their strengths and build their confidence you know along the way so seeing cj Stroud, you know really um you know propel a franchise that looked dead in the water this time last year you know, into a playoff win, seeing Jordan Love do the same thing, pulling off a massive upset. I think it's phenomenal for the NFL. Like, we don't, you know, we're all tired of Brady and Manning and all that stuff. So getting some good young blood in there, I think, is incredible.
0: Yeah, definitely good for the future of the NFL and some exciting teams to well I mean CJ Stroud's so exciting to watch. play. He's able to just spray mm-hmm. the ball around the field, uh hit all his target. I mean, it, he almost um played nearly a, a perfect game and also you have to give credit to the Texans defense too. Um the Browns um 35 unanswered points to finish the game for the Texans and Joe Flacco threw two interceptions returned for touchdowns within two minutes of each other. So Houston's defense also stepped up big time. Do you see this being the end of the road for Joe Flacco? Like what happens next with him? Because midway through the season, like let's not forget this guy was sitting on his couch. He didn't have a job. Now he comes in and takes over for Cleveland for the last couple of games, has a fantastic run, but the reality is, is, he's old and he looked terrible in that game and I'm not sure he's going to have at least not another starting job right is that is that a fair assessment
1: Kate coming out swinging early in the morning I love it no I agree with <laughs> yeah, you and I <laughs> that was why I had you know I bet Houston in the game and, and it was one of those bets and you know is a better Kate where it's like you make a bet you're excited you know you think you got it handicapped And then all you hear all week is all the smartest people in the industry are all over the other side. And I felt Mm -hmm. like that's how it was. People were loving Cleveland. But I just didn't buy that this Joe Flacco story could be sustainable. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he he was spraying the ball around the field, but he was kind of like, you know, you know – prone to some turnovers and, and i just couldn't get out of my head that like this is the same guy that like came off the couch like he came off the ca- he literally came off the couch to run this offense um so you know i i think when you look at flacco and his future like hey maybe you know he'll get like a backup role somewhere maybe it's in cleveland you know lord knows what they're gonna do with their quarterback situation they have you know so many different options but it's uh i i think it was a great story but it You know, I wasn't really surprised that it came to an end. You're almost like, how long can this really work where you just pull a guy off the couch like that that's, you know, been bouncing around the league and is, you know, as a journeyman, you know, towards the end of his career. And he had a phenomenal career. Like, love Joe Flacco, but it's definitely over for him at this point.
0: Yeah, I have to imagine. I mean, some team, maybe keep him as as a backup. If you need a quarterback to come in for four or five games, clearly – He's able to put that t- together for you. I'm not sure an entire yep. season as a starting quarterback, especially uh, with where he's at in his career. Um, Dolphins and Chiefs. That game was, I mean, f- fun to watch. At times, a little boring. I don't understand how they played this game in that weather. I mean, Patrick Mahomes' helmet cracks because it's so cold. Um, you just, like, Tua just looked Miserable that whole game. Tua looked like he would rather do seventy five thousand different things than be on that field at that time. Because he uh, just sitting underneath that massive parka on the sidelines, like up to his neck. He, I felt bad for the guy because he clearly has not been in weather as most people haven't. Um, negative, what twenty six degree weather? At least it felt like that with the wind chill. That was that was tough to watch the Dolphins. Going to Kansas City lose twenty six seven.
1: Yeah, I uh, I felt I felt zero sympathy for Tua to be honest with you because guess what <laughs> Tua, you don't want to sit out in the cold and then don't throw the interception at the end of the game against the Bills and cash my Dolphins bet. So um, was still kind of bitter that they put themselves in this situation. Like and listen, they had a ton of injuries. Like everybody's banging on Tua, they're banging on Mike McDaniel because of the way they finished the season, but i saw a stack going into that game where like they only had their starting offensive line like all together for like one game this year like you know so it's not just like the defensive injuries you hear about you know losing phillips losing chubb right two really good pass rushers you know and kansas city was kind of able to do what they wanted to do on offense in that game but you know howard was injured they lost ramsey for half the season you know like there were just so many, you know, injuries for them to try and overcome that. I really think that, like, you know, if it was another quarterback and it wasn't Tua, like, I think we would give him a pass, right? If like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen suffered all these injuries, like, we would just be like, yeah, the whole team's injured. Like, that's kind of you know what happens. But because it's Miami and because of their history. We're just like, oh, it's the Dolphins again. Can't play in the cold. They're frauds. You know, that sort of thing. So, I think that part's interesting. Like, not as down on Miami. Expected them to probably lose the game. You know what I mean? Um, You know, I bet the under because I just felt like neither of these teams would score a lot of points in this type of environment. Um, So, that I mean, that one got home for us. But, you know, I I don't know what to think, you know, about like really take away from that game because the weather, I think, had such an impact on the result.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, and it was 81 degrees in Miami on Saturday. So the <laughs> Dolphins go from that type of weather to minus 27 at kickoff. But you're right. Like, you don't want to play in the cold? Win that game against the Bills. I know a lot easier said than done, but Miami kind of uh, had its opportunity to project its future. Yeah, the game. And, I mean, yeah. And then Didn't they let take up the advantage of some of moment
1: Two or three mm-hmm. is the awful interception at the end where he's like, I think he was throwing at the like, chase Claypool on an out route with the season on the line. Like, come on, bro. Like you're really going to throw out the chase Claypool in that situation. Like you got to do a little <laughs> bit better there, but uh, you know, I, I, I'll, it'll be fun. Like assuming Buffalo gets by, um, you know, Pittsburgh, which I think is, you know, pretty probable, um, you know, Casey in Buffalo would be a pretty interesting matchup.
0: Yeah, that would be. And the chiefs, I mean, you're right. It's hard to take a lot away from this game because of the weather, but the Chiefs looked good, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, better than some of the games we've seen them play this season, which just kind of goes to show like, uh, playoff time, you want Patrick Mahomes on your team. You want Andy Reid as your head coach. I mean, Travis Kelsey dropped a couple passes. He's probably a little worried about how Taylor was doing in that cold weather. Thankfully, she had the big coat that Kyle. Uh, juice, juice check. uh His wife made for both Taylor and Brittany Mahomes, um, but it, Kelsey, yeah, struggled a little bit at times. But either way, I mean, the Chiefs are a team that come postseason. I, I want to continue to have my money on.
1: Yeah, very interesting, right? When you're talking about from a futures perspective, because it's almost like you watch that game and you're like, oh, here we go again. Like it's the Chiefs, you know. Here, here are the Chiefs that we're used mm-hmm. to. You know what I mean? But. uh I think Kelsey, you know, is a little bit of a problem. Too much podcast, too much, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, worrying about the dating scene, too much everything it feels like. But I think the big story, Rashi Rice, right, at SMU, yeah. really kind of stepped up to be that number one guy that they've been missing all season. His development is going to be critical for the Chiefs, um, you know, as they continue on. But I think they finally have that go-to weapon You know in the passing game that they've been lacking all season
0: and I was the baby that got too scared to bet his overs for receiving (laughs) yards and what did he have uh just 130 that was not uh you know something I necessarily saw coming I was I was nervous that maybe the passing game wouldn't be there as well with this weather um but I did bet Kansas City minus four so won that bet um, and left a couple others on the table this week, which I think sometimes is better than losing money. I just didn't yeah, win money, definitely. right?
1: Definitely. Sometimes that's okay. the best bet, you know, are the ones you don't make. That one, obviously, a good one. Rice had a good game plan to stay warm. He just said, "I hey, you know what? I'm going to run up and down the field on this Dolphins defense. So that worked <laughs> out well for him. Uh, they couldn't stop him, and I think he's only going to get better. So um, I'm excited. You know, if we get that Bills-Chiefs matchup, that's going to be a good one to break down in handicap.
0: It'll be very fun. Um, Coaching changes in college football. That's coming up next on The Daily Tip.
1: The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to The Daily Tip on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. BetMGM
0: you're listening to the daily tip here on the backfield network mark drumheller and k constable here with you filling in for chelsea and jenks who are off today coming up in just a about 15 minutes or so we're going to play a little game of mvp monday have some great candidates for our mvp awards uh on this monday mark uh speaking of games i've gotten into puzzles over the last couple of weeks um, you've been making a little bit of fun of me on Instagram for my puzzles <laughs> and uh, I just completed one last night and I don't think I'm going to start. I have one left that I haven't done yet this year and I don't think I'm going to start it cause it's kind of taken over my world. Like when this puzzle is going, it's all I can think about and all I can do. And I, I almost need a break from what I thought was giving me a break from other things. It's, it's too much.
1: <laughs> it's taken over your life. But yeah, I saw the Instagram post and I'm like, wow, man, you're like getting ready for the game and there's like puzzle pieces all over the place. And I'm like, listen, man, I, I I have a lot of things in front of me during the game puzzles are not one of them, but I think it's pretty cool, man. You know, it's uh you know, I'm sure it can be relaxing at times, but how did you get into it? Like how did this obsession with puzzles start? And yeah, if you're well, watching it during the game, so it's, an <laughs> well, it's an obsession.
0: Op- yes, it is. Mark, So that table that I was doing the puzzle on is like our kitchen table. I moved the table in front of the TV so I could sit (laughs) in front of the TV and do my puzzle while I watch the game because it's relaxing. It's all like – then that's kind of where my focus is, but I can hear the game and, you know, keep an eye on it and everything that's going on. Um, I mean, I don't – my dad and I used to do puzzles when I was younger and we'd go on vacation and we'd get a puzzle and I would stay up late and do puzzles together and then I didn't touch them for years and my brother bought me a puzzle for Christmas um, uh, and so that's kind know. of what resparked it and now I've been ordering puzzles off of Amazon my husband was the other <laughs> day was like we got a new, b- a new package of two new puzzles and he's like you got to slow down with these puzzles here. Like, I'm not sure we have space to store all of these. Is this, is this, (laughs) this is becoming like a little too much, like scolding me like a child. And I'm like, you know what? You have plenty of shoe boxes in the closet. I'm going to have a couple puzzle boxes in the closet because this is uh, something I enjoy.
1: I can just see it now, you know, bears lose, right? You guys are arguing with each other. You're just like, (laughs) I'm going to fire up Amazon and order about six puzzles. (laughs) I'll, I'll show him. But, uh, that's funny now when you're doing the puzzle like my question is and you're watching the game like are you doing the Mm -hmm. puzzle at commercials are you actually like doing the puzzle during the actual game like the plays are happening and you're you're putting together these
0: puzzle pieces (laughs) i love how confused you are you're like (laughs) i I am doing doing the puzzle i am doing the puzzle during the during the the game not just commercials because wow, then I, I just room. listen better like i just i'm listening to the game and i'm not watching every single play clearly because i'm mm-hmm. puzzling um but i can hear you know the announcers the commentators and so i'm like more my focus is greater on that like the puzzle is just kind of the secondary you know i'm i'm multi-talented mark i can i can listen and puzzle at the same time and it doesn't really affect me it's almost like I I listen more intently when I have a something to do it's like that fidget stick remember those fidgety things that kids would Mm -hmm. use it's like that kind of helps you so maybe a little add of mine just you know having a couple different things to do
1: I understand that makes sense I'm not 100% sure I'm buying it though so now when we hit the snooze button do we immediately think of puzzles
0: (laughs) Um, so this is, yeah, I get up uh, the past couple, well, I finished the puzzle now, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have been getting up in the morning and I'll puzzle for like 20 minutes while I drink my coffee as just kind of a nice quiet way to wake up. Uh, because then I'm not using my phone. I know that's supposed to be bad for you. I'm not like immediately watching right. TV or, you know, like scrolling Instagram mindlessly. I'm like, you know, waking up my mind with some constructive puzzling so yeah i do do that in the mornings for about 20 minutes when i wake up it is kind of the first thing i think of so that's why i need to take a break like i'm almost saving myself from myself by not starting my next puzzle for at least a couple more weeks because this is already the third or fourth one that i've done since the start of the year which is actually now that i'm saying that out loud is kind of sad we're only 15 days in and i've done three 1000 piece puzzles
1: wow so let's get some action on this when is the over/under for the next puzzle to start?
0: I think we're going to try and hold off at least till Friday. That will be All Friday. The goal. So we'll do it yeah. at
1: Wednesday, four p.m. Be the over/under. Yeah. Set the odds there. <laughs> Probably. I don't think you're getting a Friday. I, I might so. say under.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I might say under as well. <laughs> the new one, the next one I have is exciting: hot air balloons vibrant colors Ah, it's it's fantastic yeah nice pretty good um okay we can't talk about puzzles forever uh alabama had was in a puzzling situation little transition there with nick saban retiring and trying to figure out who to bring in next. Uh, Who do they look towards? One of the coaches that coached in the national championship, Kalen DeBoer from Washington. He is named Alabama's new head coach, Crimson Tide, plus 550 to win the national championship. That's right behind the Georgia Bulldogs and Ohio State Buckeyes. I mean, of all coaches that they could bring in to follow up Nick Saban, I think DeBoer is probably a pretty good option because he just kind of wins anywhere he goes you look at his coaching head coaching record I mean spent five years at Sioux Falls 67 and three in that time two years at Fresno State 12 and six and at Washington and he's in his uh, two seasons 25 and three so with a a a fan base like Alabama that's so used to winning I wonder like how their patience is going to be as the program now transitions with how quickly wins are going to come. Like, I, I don't know how, how quickly that's going to happen, but with Kalen DeBoer, at least you have a track record of winning quite a few games. So I like the hire Mark. What are, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I absolutely love the hire. And I don't think they might, they might not need that much patience. You know, like, I listen, I don't know if Alabama is going to go win the national championship next year, but they're going to be right in the mix. I mean, listen, I think De DeBoer does a tremendous job. I think, you know, obviously recruiting in the portal is king nowadays so like that's really where it's going to start but uh I-, I think that you know what they can do at Alabama with the guys they have in place now we've seen some guys at the portal like Bond I think at the portal which I, I thought was a little wild like if I was a wide receiver and I just watched this you know Washington offense all year second you know in college football and exclusive pants please uh, I would probably want to stick around and play with Kalen DeBoer, So. Um, I think it's awesome. Like, I don't know if, how much of a step back they're going to take, to be honest with you, Kate. And, you know, with the influx of, you know, you get Oklahoma, you get Texas now in the SEC, like, I think it even if they do take a little bit of a step back, like, I, I think it kind of makes for some more interesting matchups. Like, I'm really excited about how this, like, new college football season's going to unfold.
0: It's going to be an interesting one, to say the least. With all the changes among the different conferences, uh, the Big Ten is going to look significantly different. Um, DeBoer is bringing over his offensive coordinator from Washington, Ryan Grubb. So, you know, uh, hopefully Alabama is going to have a high-flying offense, a high-powered offense, tons of points, things like that. Hopefully, I mean – I, if, fans, if I was an Alabama fan, I would want to see something like that. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm not sure they skip a, a as big of a beat as they would if maybe they hired a, a different coach. But certainly things will be different in Tuscaloosa, just kind of the culture, because you have a new coach coming in and he's going to establish his culture, which is different than Nick Saban's. I mean, that's hard to replicate the best college coach of all time. So um, exciting things to come for Alabama. Washington has hired Jed Fish from Arizona to take over, and he's done some some wonders at Arizona over the last three years. Uh, A 1-11 in in his first season in 2021. This season, Wildcats went 10-3, and and kind of a nice surprise in the uh, no longer Pac-12. Yeah,
1: that's kind of like the rough part about being like a program like Arizona, right? Like you finally get some traction mm-hmm. and then your guy gets poached immediately and that's really the world of college football right you know like you look at washington hey washington gets a national championship and then they lose their coach right washington fans were pretty upset with the boar leaving but um you know you think back like a couple years ago and the disaster that the huskies were with jimmy lake like the fact that the boar was able to kind of you know give them something to play for the past couple years is incredible but you know getting back to your point you know i i think it's great you know, great hire with, you know, Jed Fish, but, you know, I, I don't know where this leaves Arizona. Like I think they're kind of like the real losers in here. Cause I think a lot of people were targeting them early in the futures market. Like this is going to be a team that can, you know, really be a, an even bigger disruption next year. Uh, but now, you know, you have to see what they end up doing and, you know, how that impacts, you know, their recruiting portal, you know, etc. But uh, listen, I, I think it's good hire for, for Washington. I think it's a good hire for Alabama. You know, you're just seeing kind of like, you know, the rich get richer in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these programs are still going to be able to bring in, you know, top guys. And they'll have to find, you know, Arizona will have to find somebody new to kind of keep that program moving in the right direction.
0: Just off the top of your head, do you recall, what conference is Arizona going to be in next year? All these switches are just mind my i believe all they're over big the place. 12
1: i'm pretty sure they're big 12 yeah
0: big 12 okay I'm yes david sure, confirmed yeah. that double b in the chat thank mm-hmm. you um yeah okay um it does it does kind of stink that they finally kind of got things back on track and now he is uh he's gone i mean i i did read that arizona tried to keep him but when you're being offered a big contract at a seven-year contract with uh, 7.75 mil a season. I m- imagine that's what Washington is offering uh, fish. I, that's probably a lot more than you're going to be getting at a school like Arizona. So you follow the money, which is exactly what college football has uh, become. Not only coaches, but players as well with NIL deals and all of that. So just a totally different landscape. But it will be fun to have, you know, different conferences, some new teams playing against each other next year. That's something at least to look forward to.
1: Yeah, and conversely, you know, Washington tried to keep the board. But, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. you don't, you know you're not going to compete with Alabama. You're going to lose that guy. My favorite part of this whole process is, you know, I thought, you know, Dan Lanning's video when he just when his name got mentioned as <laughs> staying at Oregon, I thought that was incredible. You know, and he's like, I'm not going anywhere, blah, blah, blah. And then seeing, like, the other coaches, like Mike Norvell, like after they selected Kalen the Boer, put out videos like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, don't worry about me. I'm coming back to FSU. And it's like, OK, buddy. <laughs> Like, yeah, like we, uh, get it. But we all the know. guys to get pants over. Like we're staying like Sark's like horns up. Like, let's go. You know, it's hilarious. Yeah.
0: That's hindsight. That's after the fact. It doesn't work that way. Norvell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like the guy that gets that dumped.
1: Way. It's like, oh, no, I, I dumped her. I didn't. It wasn't working out. For
0: right. Me. Right. MVP Monday coming up next. This is The Daily Tip on the Beck UL Network. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network. The Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.